Hello, everybody, uh, and welcome to another episode of Podcast Live. My name is Elliot Rabin. We start with a presentation, continue with a conversation, exploring the initiative and its wider implications, and end by fielding questions from the audience. The podcast is being recorded and will be available on podcast plat platforms soon. For today's podcast, we welcome Rachel Bergstein, Director of Center for Excellence and Engagement in Jewish History and a Jewish History Department faculty member, and Rabbi Mitchell Malkus, Head of School, both from the Charles E. Smith Jewish Day School in Rockville, Maryland. Their talk is titled, Jewish History, the Core Element of a Jewish Day School Education, Whether You Realize It or Not. After the presentation, Rachel and uh, Mitch will be joined by Josh Gold, who is the lower school and middle school principal at Hafter, the Hebrew Academy of the Five Towns in Rockaway in Lawrence, New York. Great. Uh, thank you, Elliot and, and Josh, for having us and, and Prisma for hosting uh, this podcast. We're super excited to share with you uh, today uh, a little bit about what is a, a signature program and aspect of the Charles E. Smith Jewish Day School. Uh, I'm going to share some slides for those who are who are watching uh, live, and for those who are listening or are listening afterwards, you'll have an opportunity to sort of hear everything because we'll make sure that we uh, will say all of our slides and not just uh, have you read them. As Elliot mentioned, uh, today we want to talk a little bit about Jewish history, which we think is a central element of uh, of any Jewish day school education, and, and we think really important to our, our students and the meaning that they're making. So I want to begin by just sharing a little bit of a context of, of our school. So the Charles E. Smith Jewish Day School is a, a junior kindergarten through 12th grade uh, pluralistic independent Jewish day school. We're located right outside Washington, D.C., uh, about 15, 20 minutes, depending on traffic. Uh, sometimes it could even be a half hour if, if there's a lot of traffic. Uh, this year we have 865 students on two campuses, uh, lower school and, and upper school. Uh, our average class size is about uh, 17. And just to give you a sense of the scope of the school, uh, the students and their families represent 31 distinct zip codes uh, in the area. So we draw from, from Maryland, District of Columbia, and also from Virginia as well. Um, we have a, a, a super amazing uh, faculty and staff at the school. 82% of the faculty have a master's degree or higher. In our high school, which we're gonna share a lot about the history program today in the high school, we have 150 different course offerings. So you can imagine that there's a, a, a lot of differentiation and students also get a lot of choice. Um, one of the things that I think is similar to all schools um, or to many Jewish schools, I don't think it's all of the schools, all of our students in the, the school are learning a second language, Hebrew. And then in, high, in middle school, uh, we introduce Spanish as a third language and then in high school, Spanish and Arabic. Um, well, that's an area of pride in our school. And we had seven, uh, 72 students who were awarded the Global Seal of Biliteracy in Hebrew. Um, at another time, if people have questions, we'd love to talk about those. And then the capstone experience for our students, which really brings together their entire experience from when they entered the school 
through high school is uh, a 13 week uh, senior capstone trip to Israel and Eastern Europe. Um, so a little bit about Jewish history and, and why it's so important at our school, and that will give you context for uh, some of the things we want to share, particularly about our approach. So um, the school is named in honor of Charles E. Smith, who uh, passed away uh, about 20 years ago, but he was a tremendous benefactor of the school and, and really uh, a philanthropist in the entire Washington, D.C. area. You can't come to Washington, D.C. without running into his name or his family's name somewhere. Um, but they were particularly interested in, and Charles E., particularly interested in Jewish day schools and his involvement in the school led to the school naming uh, the school in his honor. Um, he had a, a personal connection with the Jewish Theological Seminary and really called some of the professors and the chancellor at the time, Gershom Cohn, uh, his teachers. One of the things that he thought really deeply about was if I want the Jewish day school to have the best curriculum possible and really be a curriculum that's grounded in scholarship, um, where might I go in the community to assist? Well, he thought of the Jewish Theological Seminary and he uh, approached the chancellor at the time, uh, Gershon Cohn, about an idea about building the curriculum together where scholars at uh, JTS would come to the Charles E. Smith Jewish Day School work with our faculty and staff on developing a curriculum and also on their own learning and and then really produce uh, what he would hope would to be really an exemplary curriculum. And, and Charles E. Smith wrote a book uh, called Building My Life. And I wanna just read an interesting excerpt about this uh, project, which, it, which led to sort of Jewish history being uh, a central aspect of the curriculum at, at uh, Charles E. Smith Jewish Day School. So he writes, the, the seminary and the school began working together in, 19, in 1979 on what became known as the Staff Development and Professional Growth Project. The upper school principal, Shulamith Elster, and maybe many of you have heard of her, really uh, a cuddle in the world of Jewish day schools, um, who later became the headmaster of the school, served as the liaison between the school and the team from the seminary. After visiting the school, the team proposed a program that would strengthen teacher training, establish a graded curriculum in Judaic studies, uh, integrate different subjects, provide ritual instruction, and offer workshops not only to the faculty, but to board members and parents. Seminary professors presented workshops on a number of different topics, and 20 faculty members participated in structuring and writing the new integrated curriculum. Um, anyone who knows uh, the Jewish Theological Seminary knows that Jewish history was really central in the formation of that institution and plays a central part in the way that the Jewish Theological Seminary views sort of Judaism and the presentation of Judaism. And what ended up happening is, is that that emphasis came to our school and it became a focus to the point at which we developed a Jewish history department in our high school, really unique. We have four faculty members in that department um, who are really experts in Jewish history, have the ability to teach at the college level, um, but have chosen to do so at, at the high school level because 
of how important it is for them and the development of their students' Jewish identity. Um, last thing I'll end with, and then I'm gonna uh, let Rachel share some of the um, aspects of our program is, is that Charles E. Smith really was interested in producing the next Maimonides. He really felt like if there was an outstanding curriculum in an outstanding school with an outstanding community, that that would mean uh, a, a really uh, dynamic, successful future for the Jewish community in Washington, DC, and also for the Jewish people. And his real goal was maybe the next Maimonides will come from our school. Also, I just wanna point out, listening to the history of, of how we developed a focus here at JDS on Jewish history, we've kind of come full circle because as you'll hear later in our presentation, we have developed the Center for Excellence and Engagement in Jewish History here at JDS, where we are going out into um, the greater day school um, world to help support teachers in professional development and training and consulting. Um, more about that later, but where it started coming here, we're now going out into the rest of the country. So um, it's exciting to hear. So um, in Jewish history, one thing we focus on, I always ask, my students to focus on three levels at all time, world history, Jewish history, and your history. And I really push them to understand the interplay between personal choices that an ancestor made and larger patterns of migration, larger forces of world history. Um, the micro lens of Jewish history really challenges and adds complexity to the macro lens of world history and vice versa. Um, so when they are thinking about all those different things, they can, you know, high school students think, tend to think of their family members as sort of just random people, right? And this actually connects to um, a program a project we do in 10th grade, a family history project. Yes, an ancestor of theirs may have made an individual decision based on a set of personal circumstances 100 years ago um, to leave a certain place at a certain time. Right. However, understanding that 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 hundred that that individual decision was a decision made by hundreds or thousands or even millions of Jews in that particular time um, helps illuminate that individual experience and put it into a larger perspective. If their ancestors were part of a bigger story, this frees our students to explore their own legitimate place in this story. Um, we guide our students in broadening their understanding of the Jewish community, of challenging their assumptions of historical narratives and developing empathy for different points of view. Um, and I'm gonna tell you a little bit about our history department, our Jewish history department here um, at the high school at JDS. Um, and we recognize, one thing I wanna say is we're, we're showing you what we do. We recognize that this is a very, very unique program. College, this is the only program like this in the country actually. So as, as Mitch mentioned, we have four full-time faculty members who um, in the Department of Jewish History. Jewish History is a department that is separate from history, they call regular history, and Jewish text. Um, our students have required courses in all three of those departments, and then they have distributional requirements that they have to hit for graduation, um, in which they can choose amongst the range of distributional electives. Um, in ninth grade, our students take a one have one semester of ancient and medieval Jewish history. This is their first mandatory Jewish, required Jewish history course. Um, in 10th grade, they take um, a full year modern Jewish history course 
that course um, has four units. It looks at Western Europe, emancipation, enlightenment, um, Eastern Europe, um, the development of Hasidut. Uh, it looks at the Holocaust. This is their former study of the Holocaust. And the last unit is um, American Jewish history, with, which ends with a um, family history project where they sort of contextualize their own family's history within the history of the Lutheran Republic. In 11th grade, they take a one semester course on the history of modern Israel. Um, and then really the, it opens up from there. Um, we have many different distributional requirements that allow students to delve into different areas of interest for them. We have courses that are focused on Israel. Um, we have the Arab-Israeli conflict, which is a popular class, and that comes after they've taken the history of modern Israel. Um, we have a contemporary issues in Israel class that looks at Israel today aside from the Arab-Israeli conflict and really looking at um, various forces in Israeli society. Um, we have a World Jewry after the Holocaust course that um, looks at Jews all over the world, South America, South Africa, um, after the Holocaust, so, so sort of 1950s on, looking at also up to today. And then we have uh, two courses focused on American Jewish history. Um, we have contemporary American Jewish society and American Jewish history through film and literature. Um, a lot of these courses, um, I'll take American Jewish history through film and literature as an example. Um, that course considers the different ways American Jews have been viewed by others and have understood themselves at various points in time. We analyze Jewish characters in fiction and film using the various lenses of race, religion, gender, and ethnicity, um, and push our students to understand the um, different ways in which that those um, categories have enabled Jews to see themselves and have been how they have been viewed by others. We have our two contemporary courses change every time we teach them based on what's happening in the world. We um, have a lot of guest speakers. We um, look at a lot of um, newspapers and current journals and that really engages students with current events. It allows them to speak um, at home to what's going on to the parents. Um, and we really push them in their analysis of different um, elements of this history. Okay, so why Jewish history? We really believe that Jewish history is the connective tissue of a Jewish day school bringing together all elements of a day school education. And I've talked a lot about high school, but really this is applicable to all Jewish day school at every level um, from you know, young kids through 12th grade. Um, Jewish history is really interdisciplinary in nature. Um, and that's what's drawn a lot of our faculty to this subject. Um, we have taught on an academic, um, many of us have taught at universities, but the, what you can do in a Jewish day school is really connecting the personal and the academic, which is really important to us. So, you know, what is involved in a Jewish day school? Well, Jewish history allows you to talk about Jewish holidays, to give context to them. It brings in Israel and Hebrew language. When, when we speak, when we use a, a term um, in our classes, we're using the term in Hebrew, if it's in a Hebrew term, right? We're pushing our students to understand why something could be called that way and what that connects to historically. Um, it gives context to Tanakh and rabbinics. These aren't just 
books that you open, these are people and texts from particular times, particular places, that understanding the context of those times and places helps illuminate the deeper meanings and understanding what they are talking about. Um, tefillah, prayer, the development of prayer, different Jews' relationship to that prayer, right? How, how Jews have their thought process has evolved over time based on that, how prayer has changed, right? All these things connect and can be understood within the framework of Jewish history. Two things I wanna highlight in particular is the lived Jewish experiences of our students. We draw on that all the time in our classroom. Who has ever you know, seen an Aliot be auctioned, right? So some people, kids are like, what are you talking about? Why would that ever happen? And some kids have said, oh, I had an experience at the place. They'll share that experience. And then we'll talk about why um, some Jews in some places got rid of that and why some Jews in other places entered it back into the curriculum. The point of this is really to connect with their personal experience. Um, right now I'm teaching um, the Holocaust section of our course. And so many of my students are bringing in experiences from their own families to talk about. We've had some speakers, you know, uh, grandparents who were survivors come to speak, but also just their their knowledge of what has happened and having seeing the students have these aha moments, having these contextualized these stories that they have heard from their families are really important. And the last thing I'd want to emphasize is pluralism. Pluralism is a core value of our school, and Jewish history really opens the door for so many different expressions of Jewishness and Jewish community and identity. It helps our students understand what those things are historically and helps them see, see connections to finding their own place in that story. Um, so what can Jewish history do for your school? So one really important thing is that Jewish history helps develop and strengthen students' personal sense of Jewish identity. Um, we, Jewish history is a non-judgmental space, or at least we strive to make it such. Um, we are not passing judgment on any of the kinds of Jews we study. We are just understanding the motivations, the whys behind what they do. This um, non-prescriptive kind of approach helps our students think of their own relationship to their Jewish identity um, and helps them foster that Jewish identity without the sort of baggage of, of the emotional um, elements. They can see, uh, they can connect to different experiences and see themselves in different places. Um, we can understand and appreciate the diversity of the Jewish experience. This happens over time and space, right? Looking at different Jews in different areas of the world, thinking about Jews in different time periods, and also about talking to our students about what their lived Jewish experiences are like, like and having them share with each other. The Jewish history helps contextualize the people, places, and events in Tanakh and Toshva, um, rabbinics. Certainly Israel is a super important part of a Jewish day school curriculum, and Israel is, you know, understanding the history helps under, helps the, our students understand, appreciate, and connect to Israel and to the Hebrew language. Jewish history is also valuable beyond the classroom setting, not in a form, so you don't have to have a formal Jewish history course to incorporate the lessons of Jewish history and the context of Jewish history. So it helps contextualize educational experiences beyond the classroom, such as field trips, celebrations and commemorations, right? 
how is your school marking Yom HaShoah? What are resources are you using? What messages, how are you framing that day? How are you thinking about Yom HaAtzmaut, Yom HaZikaron? These are experiences that we all share. Um, and we really um, think that Jewish history, that context can really elevate those experiences and help contextualize it for our students. Current events is another really important thing. Um, there's lots happening in our world, in America, in Israel, a lot having to do with Jews. Uh, Jew teaching Jewish history or understanding Jewish history, discussing Jewish history helps our students understand, discuss, and debate current events around the world. It gives them the context and the confidence to do so. So we want to uh, sort of wrap up our, our first part of the conversation and this presentation, just sharing a little bit about what we've heard from some of our students and also some of the families. So from our students, um, this is just one example, a student said, uh, when other people would get excited about something cool in physics or math, I was always unenthused. But it was different in Jewish history class because it was about something that applied to me and my people. You have taught me so much about history, contemporary issues, and all of the trends and patterns that connect them. I learned something new, important, and interesting every day. And, and for me, what's really important about this, and we see this uh, uh, across all different kinds of students, first of all, that's that individual connection to what people are learning and how it applies to their lives. And um, as Rachel shared, one of the uh, signature elements of our approach is um, and what differentiates our approach from a purely academic approach is, is that not only are we learning about Jewish history, but then we're going to ask that question about what does it mean to you individually? How do you understand this? And we find that a lot of students maybe who, and by the way, students who have been in Jewish day school for most of their educational careers may not connect as much through Jewish text or prayer, um, but they do connect through Jewish history. So it's another way of connecting with students and developing their personal identities. Um, one of the things I found interesting and Rachel pointed out at the beginning is certain connections or historical connections, the, the history of Jewish history at our school um, is, is that way back in 1979, when we started that partnership with the Jewish Theological Seminary, uh, parents were included in the workshops. And, and one of the things we see is, is that our Jewish history classes draw our parents in um, and parents are asking a little bit about, could I take that class or what would be a way for me to be involved? So from one of our parents, uh, this is what we heard. I have been meaning to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that you taught my child. You not only introduced him to modern Jewish history with great sophistication and exposure to primary sources, you also inculcated in him a genuine enthusiasm for the subject. I've always believed that Jewish identity requires historical knowledge as much as it requires religious experience and maybe more. And you vindicated my belief in the person of my own son. So I, I, I share those as just ways and feedback that we've gotten in our school, but also in thinking about your schools, about how do you connect individually to students? How do you connect to the, the families? Um, we're gonna conclude with one last part about sort of where we've taken Jewish history outside of the school and where all the schools in the Jewish uh, day school world might be able to connect a little bit with what we're doing and advance your own programs.
A few years ago, we started the Center for Excellence and Engagement in Jewish History as a hub for Jewish history consulting, training, and learning. Um, we understand that most schools are not going to be able to replicate what we have here, uh, but we want to help you elevate your knowledge of Jewish history, elevate your teaching of Jewish history, strengthen your confidence in this area, um, and really help support uh, excellent Jewish history education across the country. Uh, we train teachers and administrators in Jewish history content and pedagogy. We work with schools to set and achieve curricular goals in Jewish history, particular to their school's needs. And that's really important. We're not looking to, um, we don't have a box curriculum. We're looking to work with schools to understand where they are and where they'd like to be for them to under think about the question of why Jewish history, what can this add to my curriculum um, and to help them achieve those goals. We also offer lectures and adult education on topics in Jewish history. Um, that is part, again, coming full circle from the original uh, connection to JTF. This summer, we are hosting our inaugural Summer Institute where we have six middle school and high school um, uh, teams from across the country from six different schools who are will be coming for a Jewish History Summer Institute, which this year is focused on Israel, Zionism, and the Jewish world. Uh, for four days, we'll gather here and we'll um, learn about the content in Jewish history, we'll help support the planning of curricular units focused on Israel, Zionism, and the Jewish world, and we'll share pedagog pedagogical methods, tips, and best practices in the teaching of Jewish history. Following our summer institute, um, each school team will be matched with a member of our faculty uh, who will support each school in their implementation of their particular project throughout the year, including virtual and in-person site visits. Um, we really envision the Center for Excellence and Engagement in Jewish History and helping support Jewish education in many, many different areas of the country, um, in Jewish day schools and religious schools, in public and independent schools. There's so much going on right now that there's interest in, um, you know, unfortunately anti-Semitism, but there's a lot of interest in, in what we do. Uh, we also want to engage our parent population, partner with different communal organizations, and offer adult education opportunities. As Mitch said, so many times um, parents arrive in my classroom for, you know, back to school night and say, oh, I really want to take your class. How can I do that? Um, and we want to offer them a way of doing that as well. Thank you so much. That was an excellent presentation on a really important um, project that your school excels in. So it's really something that really uh, what our podcast live are designed for. And I uh, really want to thank you and congratulate you on the amazing work you're doing in uh, in this area. Thank you very much, Elliot. And uh, thank you, uh, Rachel and Mitch as well. Very, very interesting uh, presentation. I think very helpful also for a lot of uh, Jewish day schools around the country and internationally to see some of the modeling that you're doing. Um, you mentioned that the courses that are in high school are required for all students. I'm wondering how that course trajectory relates to your uh, kindergarten, and you said junior kindergarten, how that arc looks, starting with the littlest of your students, the youngest of your students, moving up through 12th grade. How has that arc been fleshed out, and how does that interplay occur? Yeah, so maybe I'll start a little bit, and then Rachel, if you, you want to add anything. Uh, a couple of years ago, one of the things we realized in, in, in our school, and I, I think this is true of every school, is 
Um, there's tremendous internal resources that, that schools have. Um, and first, we might look internally to see who are the experts in certain areas. So our Jewish history department did a series of workshops with our entire uh, faculty uh, during faculty meetings. And it was an opportunity for teachers, whether they were you know, teaching kindergarten, fourth grade, middle school or, or high school to really learn a little bit about Jewish history and then also make these connections so that there could be some professional conversations that, that were taking place. And then in areas where we were teaching about Jewish history, we'd be able to frame those in very similar ways, you know, in lower school, middle school and, and high school. In, in the lower school, um, there aren't really choices that students have. Everything we consider to be foundational and we really look at um, really uh, lower school, almost through middle school to be foundational. Um, and, and we think that that's important in terms of a common language, common knowledge, common understanding of, of history. And by the way, this is mostly the case for general studies as well. Once students get into middle school, there are some choices, partic particularly around rabbinics uh, for, for kids um, beyond choices for their uh, tefillah, minyan, we call it at our schools man kodesh because some are traditional options, some are non-traditional options. Um, and then when students get into the high school, we have a, a program we call Jewish Pathways. And it's really an opportunity for students to choose um, their pathway, right? So they may want a more eclectic approach and take a little bit of Jewish history, a little bit of rabbinics, a, a little bit uh, more in terms of um, Tanakh, um, all the students are, are required to take Hebrew. And then there are these distribution requirements where we have certain classes that are required. So you have foundational knowledge in an area. And then if you wanna go deeper, you can choose from uh, a number of different electives. Just, just to add one thing to that, um, we have a middle, I, I said for our summer institute, we have six schools, which is true. But we also have a team coming from a seventh school, which is our own school. We have a team coming from our middle school um, for our summer institute. So we're really excited. Awesome. Uh, question. The title of the program is uh, Jewish History, I'm paraphrasing, is a core element of a Jewish day school education, whether you realize it or not. I'm wondering when your school realized it and what made you realize that and how the infant stages of this development occurred. Um, you know, from day one when I got here, I think that uh, it's been important for me. I come from a Jewish, I come from academia, um, Jewish history. Um, I was teaching at Yale before I was teaching here. I mean, this space is exciting because um, you can draw on knowledge of students that you can't in an academic setting. You know, as I said, the connections to, to um Hebrew to um, live Jewish experience. All these things happen dynamically in a classroom. And I can expect a certain level of um, knowledge that, that you can't in a freshman seminar, say at a university saying, setting. Um, I know who the student population is and I um, sort of drawing on that as part of my source material. Um, and I think that Jewish history is really interdisciplinary. And that's what we have tried to sort of convey to all. And that's why we wanna share this with, our gen with the rest of our faculty. We think understanding Jewish history helps each teacher understand who their students are, who their parents are, right? Um, it's so much more than just 
a course that checks the box. It really encompasses current events. It encompasses um, what's happening today, who we are, who the students are, especially in a pluralistic environment where you have different types of Jews coming from different backgrounds. Um, it really helps connect everything. Um, and that's something that we have tried, our Jewish history department, I think shares this connection between sort of academic Jewish history knowledge and connection and understanding of Jewish communal life um, to show how this can really illuminate so many elements of, of our school. It was really about uh, six or seven years ago that I, I sort of had a challenge for our faculty our, our, our board had adopted a new strategic plan, and one of the elements was to become a hub of Jewish education, both in the Washington, D.C. area, but also nationally. And um, at a faculty meeting where I asked the faculty to reflect about where might they be able to grow their programs, the Jewish history department really uh, took this to heart. And they first proposed this idea of the center to me, and I think it was at that point that not only did the history of our school around this area start to uh, become more prominent because we look back and, and notice that, but we started to articulate for ourselves, hey, this is already a signature program of our school. Let's now start to frame things in a, in a different way. And, and I think that's where the title, where we loop back to the title is, Jewish history is the undercurrent of a lot of the learning that goes on in a Jewish day school environment and certainly at our school. And now we're naming it. And when we name it, then we can elevate it. Yeah. Have you found that uh, ensuring that students, teachers, and parents understand not only the history of the school, but how that relates to the mission of the school and this being a manifestation of that, has that been an important part of the process? And if so, how have you gone about ensuring that folks are aligned and galvanized around that mission, students, teachers, and parents? Definitely. Um, so one of the things that we try to do is, is that whenever we're communicating, we, we try to refer back to our mission or our core values or um, some of the signature programs that are, are going on. Um, what's happened in Jewish history is, is by its nature, because it engages the parents, in the discussion, as soon as we put out to our community that we were developing the Center for Excellence and Engagement in Jewish History, um, it, it sort of exponentially increased the sort of awareness in our community of what was going on. And also people asking, are you gonna do this? Are you gonna do that? And bringing ideas to the forefront, which also led us to uh, eventually secure uh, a grant from the Jewish National Fund to help um, sort of seed and then launch the, the Jewish History Center. And that's what led to the Summer Institute. So I think certainly talking about this um, has, has elevated uh, the awareness in our community and that awareness has led to other opportunities in Jewish history. I'd love, I'd love to hear also, that's a great answer. I'd love to hear also about student output and opportunities for publicly exhibiting student work along the continuum of the Jewish history curriculum. We heard a lot about the curriculum itself. I'm wondering how students relate to it and how we celebrate and provide opportunity to exhibit what they've done in it along the way. And that could be you know, junior, kindergarten through 12th grade. 
Yeah. So I, I think that I, I'll I'll mention some things that happened in the lower school, um, just as an example. And then Rachel, I think maybe even the tenth grade project would be good to to mention. Um, and then we could talk a little bit about the capstone experience for students in Israel. So um, you know, in in the lower school, um, Israel education is important an important component of everything that we do in the school. Uh, and in in fourth grade, there's a project where the students learn about uh, prominent historical actors in in Zionism, um, and then they have a project where they do research and then present that to their families at, at an event. And so that's an example where they're doing research in Jewish history. Um, they're taking it. They're sort of learning what are the initial skills of being a historian, right? And then they're manifesting that or sharing that out in in a in a demonstration of mastery you know, with, with their families. Um, there's, and, and the parents know about this stuff. Um, 10th grade, there's a, a really exciting project that I'll let uh, Rachel share about, and then we'll share about the capstone trip. Yeah, and I just want before, um, I'm gonna say two things. First, the family history project in 10th grade, and then I wanna talk about our graduates and feedback we get from them all the time, uh, our alumni. So 10th grade is a required full year course of modern Jewish history, and it culminates in um, a family history project. This is not a genealogy project that's researching every person who's ever related to you. This is tracing change over time in one particular line of your family. So only one person per line. Um, we want the students to go back for ish generations. Um, they do oral history interviews with a parent and a person from the prior generation. It could be a grandparent, it could be someone else. Um, those, they're asking about their lived Jewish experience. Um, so what kind of, what did, what kind of practice of Judaism did you have? What did it mean to you? How did that change as you were an adult? Did it change? What kind of, um, you know, choices did you make when you were thinking about getting married and having children? Um, and then tracing that change over time, it ends with a reflection of each student about themselves, where they say, see themselves in this pattern. The thesis of the project, and it is a thesis-driven project, is the pattern of their family, what they see going on over time, and the why, right? You see particular change or you see a lack of change. And we ask the students, why is the students have to identify why is this happening? Is it because of um, marriage? Is it about um, economic change in my family? Is it about um, the impact of the Holocaust or Zionism? You know, how do these bigger contexts that we've been learning about all year long, how does that, how did that impact my family? And then where do I see myself in it? Where do I see myself going? How do I feel about this way that this pattern that I've become part of and where do I see myself continuing or not continuing the pattern? Um, so really asking them to reflect on that. Uh, so they, they produce a visual project um, with this. And I can say a few things. First of all, they produce the visual project, but they also have the artifacts of the two oral history interviews that they have, right? So these are sit down, planned discussions with a, with a family member that really become an artifact for their children and grandchildren. Um, these projects are so gorgeous and wonderful that I had a few years ago, I had a student who um, had done the line for father's family. Her mother was so impressed that she offered to pay her over the summer to do the same project with her side of the family. So these are, I hear stories about, uh, you know, going to the 
the family coming together and for, you know, offering this project to the great grandparent who's still alive and everyone is just so touched by this. So these are amazing artifacts for them forever, right? That the family can, can really keep. And I just wanna say, we hear from alumni all the time about the ways in which our courses have impacted them. They love to tell us, oh, I took this course in you know, my junior year of college and it was exactly what you taught me in 11th grade, right? Um, and oh my gosh, this is just like a continuation and we read the same book. A, a very special thing for me is I just had a student, an alumni um, who wrote his Yale senior thesis on Pine Potox The Chosen, talking about the athleticism in The Chosen. And that was based on a course that I taught him um, in 12th grade. So that was very special to me. We can see the impact on our students, not just what they study academically, but what they choose to do out in the world. I had students who um, worked at the Library of Congress, working in the Judaica section, using all the skills that they learned in our class. Um, so that is really um, sort of something that continuously comes back to us. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, Josh, no, I just, I, I wanted to share, I think an, another point that, that we see, um, is that on the senior capstone Israel trip and, and they go to Eastern Europe as well, uh, what we ask the students to do are write blogs every week about their experiences. And when we read those blogs, they um, constantly are referring back to the classes that they've learned, but particularly to the Jewish history. Oh, now I understand why we studied that. Now I understand where that fits in. Um, even to the point at which, oh, now I understand why we studied that Jewish text and historically, it now it makes sense to me in a different way because now I'm maybe in a place where they were interpreting this text in a certain way at a certain time period. So we 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 see evidence of sort of this thinking in our students when they're sort of referring back or sharing back with our community about their experience in Israel, which by the way we've structured to be uh, sort of a historical continuum: uh, ancient Israel, time biblical period through to contemporary times as well. Awesome. And by the way, Rachel, I got to read that thesis on The Chosen, one of my favorite books, and Robbie Benson, rarely been better in the movie. Um, last question, creating a history curriculum can be difficult in any circumstances. Have you had any pushback about what you teach, how you teach from, from parents, and how has the curriculum evolved over time? I think this might be the last question and uh, just because of time. And I'm wondering just as that could be like more of an extrapolation and to the, to the program at large, how it's changed over the past many years, does it look different than it uh, now than it does in the beginning? Um, I'm, I'm curious about the, the sort of evolution of things as far as that goes. Our Jewish history uh, curriculum is dynamic and always changing. Um, we, as I mentioned, all of us come from academia, so we are eager to create our own courses um, based on our own expertise. Um, obviously, this is, you know, obviously unique to our school, but we, the reason we have these courses is, you know, the, the, it's our particular passion. The American Jewish history through film and literature is my passion. I developed that course. It's using my own expertise and that, and each of us um, really have an opportunity to develop our own curriculum. Um, all of our curriculum is developed by ourselves. We don't teach from any other curriculum. We share materials. We're always looking to um, improve and change at all times. Um, one area we're really looking um, at is the diversity of experience, um, of the Jewish experience, adding more Sephardi and Mizrahi voices to the mix. 
that's something that's really a priority of ours. Um, another thing I'll just give you, um, you know, another way in which the, the course has changed, like context is very important to us being historians. So um, our, our school used to teach before my time, um, well before my time, used to teach a year long mandatory course on the Holocaust which is a lot of time. Um, and our courses, you know, as I explained for our curriculum, our students um, in high school effectively double in history because they have full history requirements and Jewish history requirements. So that's a lot of time. Um, we teach, we obviously still teach the Holocaust, but we teach it within our modern Jewish history course so that it's contextual before, during, and after is so important. Um, we don't really feel that, that we feel that that part, that that context is such an important element of understanding the experience. So we, it, this is a dynamic department. We are constantly rethinking and pushing ourselves. Um, we keep on top of our field, um, uh, incorporate new sources all the time, um, invite guest speakers, and we um, pride ourselves in really, in really striving to have um, be on top of the latest trends and like and and really um, be offering the most excellent edu Jewish history education we can. Yeah. Um, so our, you know, our school has a commitment to diversity and inclusion. And you know, any of us in education know that history can be a hot button topic, especially when um, we're talking about race history in the United States or, or some other areas. Uh, I've actually found that our, our Jewish history department there aren't a lot of controversial elements. And if anything, it's a place where we can point to, hey, we, one of the things uh, connected to our commitment to diversity is, as Rachel mentioned, looking at um, is, our, is our curriculum more Ashkenazi, Eastern European centric, or is it broader? And the, the history department has started to, in significant ways, broaden you know, the Jewish history. Parents love that, right? They see that as a great opportunity to add to diversity in the school. And it's not as, as problematic as maybe some of the other areas in, in terms of parents questioning what the school might do. The area in Jewish history that we teach that um, I think I do get a lot of questions about or, and, and it's been ongoing is as it relates to Israel education. Uh, we have a very forward thinking curriculum we want our students, um, we teach in a dual narrative approach. So we want students to hear a lot of different voices um, and then to be able to formulate their own opinions, uh, you know, as it relates to their commitments to Israel. Um, and that sometimes can be challenging. Um, why, why this speaker or why not that speaker? Um, and, and we've had a lot of those conversations. The, the school is deeply committed to that approach and we actually believe um, that that strengthens our students' connection and personal connection to Israel when they can hear a lot of voices. And, and I think one example that just you know pops to mind is uh, we had uh, someone who's probably a bureaucrat in UNESCO uh, come and, and speak a little bit about refugees, Palestinian refugees. And we had some questions because uh, a lot of people, um, and th this person was from UNRWA, and um, uh, some parents asked us uh, whether or not they felt that UNRWA was really anti-Semitic and anti-Israel in many ways. And why are you having someone come and speak from that organization? And um, we felt like you can't speak about contemporary issues in Israel without understanding the Palestinian refugee 
uh, situation and how the world has really structured that. Um, and at the same time, for many of our students, they felt like they knew more about the history of the Arab-Israeli conflict than the person who is coming from UNRWA. So it actually strengthened in many ways um, their connections and, and feelings about Israel when they got to hear different perspectives. So um, that is an area though that's uh, constantly evolving and, and one that we, we do see as challenging, um, but we're committed to our approach. Thank you. That's a, that's a really, really powerful way to end as well. And again, you, it sounds like uh, really incredible work's being done at the Charles E. Smith uh, Jewish Day School. I want to thank again, Elliot and Prisma for giving me the opportunity to ask a couple of questions at the end. And thank you both, Mitch and Rachel, again, for a really uh, meaningful presentation. You should continue the good work uh, that you're doing. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. And um, this, is, uh, this is a really fascinating conversation that I feel could go on for many hours, but I'm just going to uh, curate a few questions and invite uh, anybody who's listening now uh, uh, to uh, send me any questions you have in the chat. My first question is about the way you teach Jewish history. You definitely gave a, a vivid picture of the kind of the, the, the multiple ramifications that it has. You showed the impact that it has on, on your alumni. And you talked about, you know, ask uh, the third category of your history. I'm, I'm curious how it works in the classroom, do you feel like there's a signature way, a signature pedagogy, a way that you teach Jewish history at Charles A. Smith? And how do you, if so, uh, which I'm I'm guessing there is, how do you uh, onboard teachers in this approach? I think that it's sort of um, an academic plus. Certainly, we are all steeped in academic Jewish history, in non-prescriptive kind of teaching. Um, and I really, and we all sort of see what that does in allowing space for students to express themselves. You know, sometimes kids come in and like try to figure me out, right? Like, oh, what kind of Jew is she? What does she, you know, does she know this? Does she, sometimes they'll challenge a little bit. And when I can like, you know, when we can respond and know the answers from in a academic kind of way or like show them the, that you know a particular comment has a historical background, and let's talk about the background or that particular perspective. And there's here's three other balancing perspectives. Um, I think that's really illuminating for students. I feel like they can work out their own sort of stuff um, in our classes. I think that we um, what I think one element is we we really don't shy away from any topic. Um, we really, we are known, sort of Jewish history is known as the place to discuss current events, even though we have history in our title, um, that we really engage with subjects that, there's no subject that is taboo, right? Whether it's Jewish or other, and that we can connect it to it. Um, you know, for example, I, I also teach, have taught in the past, I don't teach currently, um, I have one regular history class, which is uh, American women's history. Um, and that course, um, for example, like has a lot of Jews in it. <laughs> um, and so I point that out and, and I say that, you know, if you took that particular course as a freshman in college, no one would be showing that to you. We are sitting here, we can say these people are important in this history. They are also Jewish. You have this Jewish history background. You have this history background. Like, let's talk about the connections here. Let's um, probe that a little further. So I think that um, our approach is academic, but we push them to understand themselves 
um, and to to not to challenge their beliefs, but to contextualize where their ideas are coming from, where their experiences are coming from, so that it kind of brings the temperature down and allows them to consider things. Uh, you know, they're high school kids; they have a lot of um, a lot of emotions, right? I think it really engages them, um, and and it. it makes them really excited to learn more and to um, engage in the material. I think uh, that's a perfect segue to my next question, which had to do with the way you described Jewish history is really all encompassing in many ways. And it, it pulls into or informs all kinds of subjects, whether it's American women's history, whether it's sacred texts, teaching, whether it's Hebrew, right? The truth is we, you know, when you look at a word, it has a history and it means, words mean different things at different times, have different resonances, et cetera. And I'm wondering if your department has influenced uh, the teaching more generally of, of other subjects. You spoke a little bit just now about history, but uh, if you could speak more generally about that. Certainly in our work on diversity, I think that we have been in the forefront of a lot of these conversations. I think that we were doing things in the Jewish history classes that other departments are just trying, starting to think about. Um, so I'm trying to think of how long I've been running this American Jewish history through film and literature course, um, probably eight years by now. Um, so that's a course that's always been centered on race as it, thinking about race in terms of Jews as a racial group, thinking about Jews in blackface. You know, we, we watched the original um, jazz singer, thinking about um, the way Jews have been views, viewed as a race and how they view themselves racially. And then we moved to a, to a film like, I mean, there's a lot in between, but moved to a film like um, Driving Miss Daisy, which really um, complicates black, white, Southern ideas. Um, and we really delve into um, what, what those racial overtones mean and how they might look different um, as you consider from different characters perspective different, of a different race and how Jews complicate this black, white divide. Um, so I feel like we've, been we've really been on the forefront of talking about these big issues. And I think as that's become a larger priority of our school, I think that, that and, and welcome our colleagues to come sort of talk to us about how we're doing this already, um, talk about how to have these difficult conversations in ways that are feel safe for all the students, but really push them to, to uh, challenge them to really think deeply about themselves and their own beliefs and thinking and um, to sort of engage respect to, respectfully with each other um, in dealing with these difficult issues. Great, Rachel, two, two more things to add that just uh, that I know you guys have worked on and, and really in a consulting role to some extent. So in our middle school, we were looking at Israel education and trying to figure out where we wanted to place everything. And one of the things the Jewish history department has done is to say, okay, how is that going to be foundational or a stepping stone for when the students enter in high school and the approach that we take in high school. So how is that reflected? Obviously in a developmentally appropriate way for middle school in what they're doing and, and how does that build up upon itself? 
The second area, I think similar to what Rachel was mentioning is there's a, we have an eighth grade capstone trip to Atlanta and Montgomery, Alabama. And as part of that, there's an exploration of the civil rights movement, but particularly Jewish role in that. And, um, you know, that we're lucky and fortunate that our Jewish history department has expertise in these kinds of areas and can be uh, consultants to our other faculty in, in those areas. So I just think there are probably many more examples that we could have shared, but it, it is an area where as we've raised the profile of Jewish history and named it in the school, other faculty members do approach the history department. That's terrific. That's a, a great way to end. And I just want to ask, um, regarding your summer uh, professional development, um, are you still are you still taking new applicants or are you closed? We are not, but we definitely invite people to contact us. We have many, many more um, opportunities, not just summer institutes, but consulting relationships. And um, we're well happy to talk and we we invite everyone to contact us um, and look forward to working with many, many schools in the future. Fantastic. Well, it's great to learn about your school, about your approach, your department, and um, the profound impact that Jewish history has on the Charles E. Smith uh, curriculum and, and system of education. So thank you. Thank you for coming. And um, we look forward to next year's seasons of podcast live episodes which are going to be announced soon. And uh, we will look forward to seeing you then. Thanks, everybody.